I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the mouth. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me as. Freaking always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. He's back. I'm back. We're back. Back on track. What you got for me, Isaac L. Harris? It feels like I haven't got to talk about the Mavericks forever. Well, actually, not on a podcast format. Uh, I talked about the Mavericks a lot last week, but... You also did two solo pods while we were gone. It's not like we, it's not like we that's haven't... True. It's not like we haven't been doing pods, but for us, it feels like a long time because we haven't had a sit down, you and me pod in over a week. I don't know, especially when we've done over, what, 600 pods together, pushing 700. And yeah. We finally have one week in which we kind of don't do a pod together for a week. And But anyway, we're back. We're back for this, I want, I want to say final stretch, but we're not even... Are we at the halfway point? We're getting close to the halfway it's about, point. It's probably about halfway right now. Christmas, right? Christmas and then... If yeah. you count playoffs, then probably trade deadline is half. But That's true. That's true. Um, getting close to halfway point of the season. And for what we know, there's nothing... The holiday season, we travel and stuff a lot. But now we're good to go. We're back on our normal schedule. I have another. I have another baby coming I was up. Say, and, except, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, my wife and I were expecting a little girl in about six, eight weeks, somewhere through there, and so that'll put me out just for a little bit. But I'll be. That shouldn't. Yeah, a baby's not going to affect me podcasting. So uh, <laughs> I'll definitely still be podcasting. Isaac's got a baby coming. My wife is trying to convince us to get a second dog uh, to to be friends with our first dog. So that's that's my life update. Yes. But anyways, yeah, so we've both been gone. Nick's been in Ohio. I've been Did- on a mountain in Colorado for the past week and with a huge group of high schoolers. It's been a blast. I love cold weather. Elevation, I'm not really best friends with. It's altitude and all that stuff, over 10,000 feet up in the air. It It's weird. It's high. But uh you run it, you it, run 10 feet and all of a sudden you're like, "Oh my gosh, am I going to die?" Yeah, I like stepped out of the bus and I'm like <gasps> <gasps> It's like I, I know in. I'm out of shape, but like walking up a staircase over 10,000 feet elevation, you feel like you're about you just ran yeah. 10 miles. Am I obese? <laughs> I know I'm like, "Oh my god." But uh like I can see anyway, my toes, but I can't <laughs> I, my service, my service, kind of like your internet last week, oh my sucked. Gosh. But my my service sucked. I tried to keep up a lot of things, and uh, so today uh, on Sunday, I kind of kind of went back and through a lot of uh, notifications on Twitter, looked at some arguments. Stuff has been remarkable on Mavs Twitter over the past week. So I, I've thoroughly enjoyed catching up on all this, and I think we're going to talk about a decent amount of them today. Absolutely, we'll get into all of it today. We're going to talk. Uh, just a quick recap about you know the week, and since we've been gone, just a couple of things that we wanted to touch base on. Uh, Porzingis being out, he's going to be out again. The Mavericks play tonight, 7.30 Central Time against the Chicago Bulls. Porzingis is still out. Tim Hardaway Jr. has been updated to questionable. That's as of the injury report, 8.30 on Sunday night. And so we're not sure about 
um, Tim Hardaway Jr., but we know that Porzingis is still out at this point. He seems like he's going to return sometime this week. Uh, I love when people say, do you have a timetable for Porzingis' return? Me, personally, no, I don't. I would like him to return as soon as possible, right? Uh, this is this has been one of my frustrations. I've seen people tweet like Brad. We've gotten tweets about it. People are getting really frustrated on not having information on these timetables. Like teams don't have to give this out, and I don't under. I just don't understand the timetable. They have to give the updates on the injury report, and that's basically what I mean. That was a Tim McMahon tweet. That was a report. It basically just came from the injury report. Yeah. So I mean, if they're not if they don't give information out, then. You're just going to go off the injury report that they have to submit to the league, and you just got to roll with it. It's not. I don't understand some people getting frustrated with that. We all want them to play. We all want them to come back as soon as possible. Yeah. But uh, the Porzingis stuff, don't know a ton on it, a ton about it at the moment. You know, he was the late scratch you know, after that Lakers game. He was the late scratch going into that OKC game, and you know, he set out the past three games. His fourth game is going to be the Chicago game, and you know, it's the knee that's not the ACL knee, but you know. I mean, he yeah, has an ACL on that knee, but it's not the one that he tore. Okay, okay, okay. Not the one that he tore. <laughs> Let's be and, fair. Uh, he's not Dewan Blair going out there with <laughs> no ACL. Didn't he have no ACLs? I don't know. Did right? He? Wasn't that his thing? That's pretty remarkable. All right, keep going. I feel like I got anyway. to Google him. No, I'm going to look up Dewan you know, Blair's ACLs. <laughs> they're uh, being cautious with it, and you know, I think uh, I'm expecting him Wednesday against Denver. But I could be wrong on that, but we'll see. Yeah, Dwan Blair, no ACLs, either knee. Wow. That's great. I don't know how that works. We have to get Dr. Brian back on to talk about it. But um, So Kevin Love has become a conversation recently, and we'll touch on that briefly, but we do want to have a whole segment to talk about Andre Drummond to get Isaac's thoughts on Andre Drummond. It's a big topic of MAPS Twitter right now. Andre Drummond is available he's pushing he's basically pushing Detroit's hand saying I'm not gonna pick up my player option I'm gonna become a free agent so trade me and so he wants to find a new destination so we'll talk about that and then also I wanted to bring up the Mavericks record in clutch games so far this season obviously the Mavericks are a much better team than they were last year but somehow they're about the same but worse they're way worse on offense in the clutch and in clutch games and really close games towards the end. So we want to break that down a little bit. I tweeted out a bunch of numbers, and so I want to just explain some of those and talk about it with Isaac because it seems to be the one huge weakness in this Mavericks team right now that wasn't a weakness last year, which is kind of odd. So we want to talk about that. But let's get into some Kevin Love stuff. So he's been frustrated with the Cavs. Um, he's going back and you know he's going back and forth. He's uh, apparently disgusted with with Kobe Altman and the direction of the team and all this stuff and uh, how they're you know approaching games. We've seen the clips, I'm sure, of you know Kevin Love getting upset with Colin Sexton and then the, the Instagram post after with the Joker face and he's like trying to put on a smile and then he got fined one thousand dollars, which is mm. I don't know, like finding you a dollar, right? Like finding finding yeah. a normal person a dollar. And for, you know, a a tantrum he had on the bench, you know, during a game, there's all this just stuff going on with Kevin Love, but he's got this huge contract and he signed a five-year deal with the Cavs. I mean, this is a Cavs team. He knew this was after LeBron had already left that he signed this, right? And so he knew that this was going to happen. And I, I, I don't understand that part of it. I can understand being frustrated, but to the point where you're upset at the GM, I'm not sure about, I understand that, but let's look at it from the Mavs point of view. So, Kevin Love has been a player that a lot of people have talked about. You know, should the Mavericks go in on Kevin Love? And at this point, it's kind of redundant with Porzingis for me. 
Yeah, the, man, this this love stuff. It it's one of those things where when I I see the clips, I'm dying laughing. I'm just cracking up because I think it, it, there's a part of it that I think it's just hilarious to watch on the court. But then I, I think it's really unprofessional at the same time. And uh, I think, in a way, I understand both sides of what he's doing uh, or kind of the um, the media slash fan perspective of it. Of I think it's funny, but I think it's he deserves all the backlash at the same time for it because, I mean, you, he's being unprofessional at this point over the how he's acting on the court, whether he likes it or not, because it's like you said – he signed, he took the money and they offered him the ma- that max deal or close to max with a 5 year you know deal where he's making over 30 million dollars he took it and he knew they were, you know it, so i don't yeah it's like i could have gone to a different locked on podcast and done it solo myself but i took the money i stayed with isaac i can't complain anymore right like i made that decision <laughs> this is basically the calves <laughs> we're the calves but, you know, we're the calves of locked on podcasts <laughs> I don't even know if he's that That's not true, by the way. That's not true at all. Colin Sexton, but I think it's more upset, you know, with with the coach and stuff. But, you know. Well, it was just that clip where where Colin Sexton was dribbling the ball and they weren't even running the clock out. He was just kind of like standing there and the Kevin Love got upset. And so that's what people are seeing. But, yeah, I think both of us are out on any potential Kevin Love deal. The the contract is way too big. His skill set is redundant with Porzingis at this point. We're just, we're not about it. I, I like him and I want him to go some I still think he can really really help out a team Same. I don't think he's washed or any of that stuff and I, I like him as a player I just yeah with how Dallas is set up the only thing I'll throw out there is what people thrown out there before is you know if you did bring Kevin Love in you would just be trying to go all in as hey we're gonna shoot 53s a game who cares about defense and we're just going to space this floor like none other, which they already, they already built everything off space in anyway, but they're really committed on KP playing the four. And if you bring another front court guy, it has to be someone that can play the five. Yeah. So it is so redundant with KP. <laughs> it is redundant with KP. His, you know, being over 30 years old, making a ton of money. It, it affects the 2021 cap space, Giannis and all those guys. It just, all the boxes you would want to check off when you're looking at potential trade targets, he doesn't really check any of them off. So, love him, just not a fit. Yeah, exactly. All right, coming up, let's get into Andre Drummond. This has been a huge conversation. He's available. He could potentially go to the Hawks, but should the Mavericks get involved? Let's talk about that coming up next. All right, Isaac. Feels so, feel so good to say that and actually mean it. Just Andre Drummond is available. He's pushing the Detroit Pistons' hand. He's become available. He is going to be a free agent this summer if he turns down that player option. Um, I've said a lot about Andre Drummond. If you go back over the past two podcasts, the solo one I did and then the um, one I did with All Things Mavs with Jimmy Crowther, I'd said a lot of things about Andre Drummond. I did the positives and negatives. I basically shared our text conversation from the other day, my side of oh. it. Um, oh, I was going to say, please don't share my text. <laughs> just um, <laughs> Should I share your power ranking of the most annoying listeners? Ooh, no. Doesn't not. exist, doesn't exist. Um, but basically, I was saying all these negative things, and you were like, okay, well, what are the positives? I was like, that's actually a good thought exercise to, to do a pro and con list, basically. Which I was very proud of you, that you responded back with a very good answer, because <laughs> I thought you were so against it, you are like, nothing. But nothing. I got a, a, lo- a lengthy response. Yeah, so I, I shared that two pods ago, so go check that out if you want to hear all of my stuff. But what's your take right now on Andre Drummond? It feels like a lot of Mavs fans want Andre Drummond. Uh, All Things Mavs tweeted out this uh, this poll 
Andre Drummond, yes or no? And I think 4,000 people voted in it. And wow. it, it was real close. I think it was 55% yes, or it was pretty close to that. Well, first, I love seeing the split of Mavs Twitter in the argument. This is this is like going to your family Thanksgiving, and the, the splits the family in half of people just arguing both sides. Arguing I, what, Isaac, at Thanksgiving? About Drummond. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, My mom's just got a, a great take on Andre Drummond. <laughs> But no, very it's interested just, in the shoulder hair aspect of it. Seeing, seeing some people so so passionate on yes, we have to go get him, and then other people saying this is the worst decision ever. It's been fun to see that, by the way. But no, with Drummond, I've always been in the camp that I think he has been. It's gotten to a point where he's underrated uh, because. I just think um, we kind of look past what he does well as far as rebounding, and I just want to see him in a good system. But I see both sides of it with, with Drummond in Dallas, whatever. Him becoming a free agent, that's going to happen. So he's basically an expiring deal. So I'm, in my mind, th- this is my only parameters or only way that I would be down for going to get Andre Drummond. If you could go get Andre Drummond, and and one of two things, and get and still keep these two things. You still keep your shooting on your roster, aka Tim Hardaway doesn't go in the deal. How? And no, and you can go get him while still having a positive to where if you lose him for nothing in free agent in free agency, do you get the cap space instead? Exactly. So what I threw out there to you is what it because. His trade value right now is very interesting to me because he is a he, he is an unrestricted free agent. He's going to be basically because he's not twenty eight million dollar player option, and we're assuming he's going to turn it down. He's at least yeah, said he, that he's going to with the Pistons. Exactly, he's been very very open about that. So <clears throat> that first off, I think he I think Atlanta should trade for him. People are real concerned about your cough, by the way. It's it's just it hasn't left I think for Googling, over a year. I've been Googling cough buttons that I'm going to buy, but they're like 50 bucks. So if you want to Venmo, <laughs> if you want to Venmo Nick 50 bucks and so I can buy or so I can buy a cough button, I would be absolutely great. Um, oh, man, anyway, I'm also using a different mic because it has a mute button right now and I didn't use it. So, um, well, first of all, I think Atlanta should trade for him and then they have the cap space to resign him to a big deal and all that stuff. I think Atlanta's the move for him, but it's exactly, what, said, it's exactly what Atlanta needs. Another big man that will want the ball that does not defend the rim. Okay, they need something, anything. Uh, but no, when you look at, let's say Dallas, because I don't think you're going to get a ton back for Andre Drummond right now. I don't think you're looking at like multiple first-round picks. Yeah, it's or, not going to be Porzingis. What? It's not going to be the Porzingis trade, right? Where no. Mavericks gave up a young player. They gave up, you know expiring contracts and they gave up two first round picks no so okay here's here's the here's the deal to where i think mavs fans that i think makes a little bit of sense i still think they can get a little bit more for andre drummond but what if dallas called up and said we'll give you dwight powell the expiring contract of courtney lee and justin jackson and let's just say that golden state second rounder so at that point you are flopping you're you're flipping andre drummond to the Dwight Powell role and you're giving up the expiring of Courtney Lee and Justin Jackson and then that second round pick. So if you're Detroit, you replace Drummond with, with Dwight Powell, you get that second round pick, which is basically a late first. And then you get a flyer on Justin Jackson. 
if you're Dallas and let's just say it just spirals and it's the worst thing ever, it doesn't work out. You don't want to pay Andre Drummond. Then you basically paid, then you, you basically paid a second rounder to get off the contracts of Dwight Powell and Justin Jackson. And it opens up 15, $16 million in cap space this summer to where you can go out and chase somebody else. That's, I'm not saying I would do that. I don't even know which side would do that, but feels like Detroit wouldn't do that. Why do you think, why do you think they wouldn't do it? Because if you have to think about it from their perspective, they're a smaller market team than the Mavericks. They are, sure. they have less probably resources than the Mavericks because they don't have a superstar type player. They have Blake Griffin, but he's, you know, on the other side of 30 and he has that huge, massive contract. They don't have Luca. They don't have Porzingis. They don't. They didn't even have. They don't even have a Dennis Smith Jr. Right? Like they, they don't have that right now. Uh, say what you want about um, what are they calling him? The um, Doctor Doom, Seiko Doombuya. Uh, Seiko. Yeah. <laughs> um, they. This is their chance to upstart a rebuild or ki- or kickstart a rebuild right now, and so they're going to need some pieces, at least one guaranteed piece, a, a very early second round pick from the Warriors. I don't think is enough. Because we are, you know, you we, think they're getting a lottery pick for him? Not a lottery pick. Just give me a first. Give me a young player that at least has some potential and upside. Somebody a little established. Like I think that would be the starting point: is a, a pick and a player, a first round pick and a player, right? It seems to if be, you're Atlanta, would you give up DeAndre Hunter and then one of your expirings for him? I don't know if I would. I don't think I would either. I like Andre Drummond. That's my point of saying, hey, you get at least a, a replacement in Dwight Powell. That's under contract for a couple more years. You get a flyer on Justin Jackson, who's a first rounder, what two, three years ago, and then you get this thirty-something pick, or whatever. So I'm once again, I think they can get more for that. But if that was the deal for Dallas, would you do it? No, I'm I'm just completely out on Andre Drummond. I I, I don't even in the Dwight Powell role. Yeah, even in the Dwight Powell role, I just he's I would, not he's not an upgrade over Powell. He you. is an upgrade over Powell. Sure, okay. He's an upgrade as a player. In in NBA 2K, if you plugged in Andre Drummond, his number is higher than Dwight Powell's. However, there's so many there are so many other things. I think the point where people say, "Well, let's let, let's go Nick. let's go get Drummond. He'll bring rebounding and defense." You know, and you just say those two things. Like, yeah, sure. Of course this team would love more rebounding and more defense, but you can't ignore all the other things that he would bring with him. I don't think he's a bad locker room guy. I'm not going to say that. However, I think that there would be a problem. Right now, we're hearing some rumblings, some things of, you know, Kristaps Porzingis, you know, he would rather post up more. He would want to get the ball more. He's not getting a ton of touches. You know, he's not getting uh, the shots that he would normally get. He's he's playing a lesser role already than he did with the Knicks when he was the number one option next to Luka. You bring in Andre Drummond, and what will happen to Porzingis' touches you know, would would those go down even more? Would his shots go down even more? Or would Andre Drummond become now the third banana, the third the third piece, which he should on offense? Then all yeah. of a sudden, the guy's barely touching the ball. He's only catching lobs. Now maybe he's wired that way and he wants to become that. He wants to be, you know, what Steven Adams is, what Tyson Chandler was. Like he wants to be that, but I don't think so. He's also gonna be in a contract year. You're gonna come in and bring that and this season for me has always been about Luca and Borzingis figuring out that dynamic and bringing in something like Andre Drummond, bringing somebody in like that. I don't think helps or builds up that that partnership, and I don't think it elevates the Mavericks to a point that would um, elevates them to a point where that would be worth it. Where where putting that that chemistry that that duo 
you know, on hold for a second would be worth it. This is not a, you know, the Raptors go get Mark Gasol trade. Like that, the Mavericks yeah. aren't that at that point. He, I don't think he would do yeah. that. Has has Andre Drummond even been in the playoffs? I think last year they got swept by the the Bucks, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're not adding a vet like that. And he, I don't think he has the potential to become something else that he isn't already. Yeah, and I, I get – I'm not arguing against that at all. I'm, like, indifferent on it. I'm probably 85% no uh, as far as the Drummond stuff and, and all that stuff. The, the package that I laid out was one the only one I would, like, consider or, like, think about. And, of course, I think, I'm, I'm not going to say that that obviously wouldn't be value for the Mavericks. Like, absolutely, yes. If you could just, you know – you know, upgrade from Dwight Powell to Andre Drummond, only giving up that second and Justin Jackson and Courtney Lee's expiring contract. Yeah, value-wise, it makes so much sense. I'm talking about on-the-court basketball-wise and what this season actually means. I don't think Andre Drummond fits that. Yeah, well, and here's a, here's the thing I'll push back on a little bit as far as what he would want, especially being a you know, free agent, coming up free agent, all that stuff. What do you think would make Andre Drummond get paid more? If he came if he went to a bad team like in Atlanta or somewhere and put up monster numbers but they suck, or he came to a Dallas team, played with somebody like Luka Doncic and they made a late playoff run and he's a key part of the that. DeMarcus Cousins path. I think that I think that would prove more to teams that holy crap he can still because my thing is if you go to Dallas and you can't work as a big man like Drummond and you can't work with Luka Doncic then what does that say as far as your I mean we're talking about Luka who gets people the ball who makes other players better if you go to Dallas and you flame out in Dallas and you don't it doesn't work in Dallas with Luka then I'm if I'm teams across the league saying man we don't even have Luka and I don't know how we would make it work with you. It, I would be kind of hesitant then. So I think it would be a motivating thing of you would actually be on a good team for once. You've played with somebody like Luca that you've never played with before in your life. And you'd be on a good team that you could probably, you know, you're going to make the playoffs and all that stuff. So I'm not, yeah, it's just, I'm not completely all out on it because I, there is a scenario to where if you could swing low, like swing with a deal like that and take the chance on it. I think there is there are pathways to where with Luca, with how they want to play KP, they're so. I'm still in the mindset that I love KP at the five, but that just isn't how Dallas and KP and they're like running everything right now. But if they're so committed to playing KP at the four, then yeah, I, I do want a different body there sometimes at the five spot because I I I want somebody to bang down low with some of these guys. I want better rebounding at times and all that stuff, but. Then again, the the counter to that is Dallas wants spacing, and I get the spacing conversation is the biggest thing out of everything. You have to remember in these trade deals because when Maxi's out there, you get the space, but and they want spacing all around Luca. The only thing that confuses me about that is how much they play Dwight Powell because that doesn't give you spacing. Exactly, exactly. And let's continue this conversation. We'll do the clutch conversation a different day. Let's continue this about Andre Drummond. Uh, it's just, I think this is going well, so <laughs> we're back. This is what we do. We take way too long on converse, on specific topics. All right, coming up, let's get into why Andre Drummond with the spacing and what the Mavericks do. And if DeAndre Jordan, or DeAndre Jordan, if Andre Drummond God. were to work out with the Mavericks, what that would mean for them going forward if they decide to do all this. So many ifs. Let's get into that coming up. All right, Isaac, I think it's interesting your thought of, you know, would he go the DeMarcus Cousins Golden State Warriors route where if you can't work on this team, then, you know, it's not going to work out for you, you know, in the league as a high-level player. Um, It'd be interesting to see if he would agree to that or or go along with something like that. 
Um, I'm also I'm also wary of. Let's say they do make a trade for Andre Drummond. Let's say he does buy into that fact. Let's say he does turn down his. You know, it works. They they play well. Let's say they win a playoff series. It, you know, it seems to work fine. At, with Drummond and Porzingis making fifty percent of the Mavericks' salary cap, like fifty percent of their salaries going to two guys like that, can the Mavericks win a title? Yeah. Are you talking about this year, or next year? Because one of my biggest Any frustrations. Year. Let's say they, they let's say they re-sign Andre Drummond to like a four-year deal, like a four-year pretty high like max level deal since he turned down his player option at that point. Yeah, but but here's my deal. Here's my thing. If they if they gave him a big time contract this summer, then that means it basically worked. Because I don't think if they get to the playoffs and they get swept in the first round and they don't even want a game, and they don't even get close to winning the game, and Drummond's playing, you know, 15 minutes a night, and they can't even put him on the floor because, the mat, you know, the matchups and all this different stuff, they're not going to pay him the money. They just said, see ya, they let him walk, and then you open up cap space who, how, you know, with whatever deal you sent back for him. So, I don't, the thing I don't get is when, you know, people are thinking about Drummond or talking about Drummond now and saying, all right, well, if we traded for Drummond right now, him plus Porzingis right now, we'd be paying this percentage of our cap to. I don't give a crap about that right now. Who cares about cap space right now? We're talking about the future. So I, I don't. You know, I said that the other if day. you traded for. No, if you traded for Drummond <laughs> right now and Drummond and KP worked, then yeah. So my whole thing is they're they're so committed to Dwight Powell playing the five as much as he is, and right now he's playing twenty six minutes. Dwight Powell's playing twenty six minutes. He's averaging eight points. And five rebounds. Five rebounds as your starting center. 0.6 blocks not per be game. So, my point is, if you if you found a way to upgrade Powell to Andre Drummond, and the, not really the downfall, what's a, if it didn't work, you would still open up 15 to 20 million in cap space this coming summer. To where you could still go out, and if you didn't want to pay Drummond, you could still go out and and chase another free agent, chase Bogdan or something like that. That's the type of situation to where I would be okay with, okay with like considering the option. But I, I don't know if I would give up Tim Hardaway Jr. for him. I don't think I would. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't, I don't think so. I know, and it, it's it's weird because, and this is another frustration I'm having right now is as far as catching up with stuff on Mavs Twitter is the frustration with the team and people overreacting over this past three or four games. You take any team across the league and you take away their second and third leading scores on the team, they're, they're not going to be playing their best basketball. So when you lose Tim Hardaway Jr., it's crazy it is. He meant a lot to this team. There's not a ton of players on this team that can create a shot basically on their own. And when, when Tim Hardaway goes out and then you lose Porzingis over these last three games, heck yeah, they're going to struggle, even against the Hornets. When you're starting Justin Jackson, Dwight Powell, J.J. Barea, J.J. Barea was getting DMPCDs for the first, what, three weeks of the season? And now he's starting basketball games. So he went from, hey, we're going to put out a bat signal for him every three <laughs> or four games to, dang, he's starting two games in a row. So I, I think we should all push the brakes a little bit on the overreactions over the past week or so. And people question the depth people question on, man, are we sure this team you know, is a playoff team and all this different stuff? I I think we just got to hold the brakes a little bit until this team gets back healthy. I think Porzingis and Hardaway, we should see him back within the next, you know, what 
three to seven, ten days, somewhere through there. So uh, overreactions, all that stuff. Let's hold the brakes a little bit on that. Absolutely, absolutely. We, we talked about that. I think the Mavericks have given have given fans enough leeway. They've put them in enough. Um, they've 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 won enough that you should be able to um, give them a break, right? Like, you know, like give them a second yeah. and don't. The sky doesn't have to be falling when they lose a game that they should win. Um, back to the Andre Drummond topic, though. I still think that if Andre, if if it works out, and then Andre Drummond and Porzingis are making fifty percent of your cap going forward, I don't think you can win a title with a team like that. But that's my thing. I think the only way you're paying him this summer is if you make a deep playoff run and you think that it does work. Let's say you but did bring in what, Drummond. Let, I don't see a playoff run happening with with Drummond and Porzingis like that. I just, I with I the wings either, and the guards that are on this team. I, I don't I don't either, but I'm saying there is if if that's all it took to get Drummond, I think it could be you could convince me that that's worth a swing for it because let's say you look at matchups when you get into the playoffs, who like right now are you comfortable with Dwight Powell guarding Anthony Davis or would you want Drummond guarding Anthony Davis in a playoff series? I don't care who's guarding Anthony Davis right now. <laughs> no, well, I'm just saying. I, I, think <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd be prefer- more comfortable with Drummond. Obviously, it's a leading question. Yeah, Drummond. I think even like a healthy Nurkic at Portland, if they sneak into the playoffs, I think I would want Drummond to go against a guy like that. Would you be comfortable you, having to play, you know, Dwight Powell just fifteen minutes with with the lack of spacing that he brings, or having to play Drummond thirty five minutes with the lack of spacing he would bring in a playoff game? I don't think you have to play Drummond thirty five minutes. If you if you're committing to him and he's becoming yeah. a huge piece of this team, you have to play him like that. I don't think you have to though. You're, you're, so you're bringing in a guy to not play. The the team plays optimally not without five minutes. Not thirty five minutes in a playoff just, game. That's not even that much. I, but I, I'm saying it doesn't have to be a. No one's saying you're not paying. You're not trading for a Kevin Love. I think if you're trading for Kevin Love and you're under contract for three or four more years, then yeah, that's worrisome. But if you're trading a guy that's going to be a free agent, heck no. And it's like, all right, well, if you can't play him, then you're just not going to pay him this summer. Bam, then you have cap space. So. I think a lot of it would depend on like what type of deal you would send back. If you're giving up, where I start to get like hesitant is when people are throwing out. If you're giving up like Jalen Brunson in an Andre Drummond trade, that scares me a little bit, you know, because then then you're looking at actual things that you're missing out on if the Drummond thing doesn't work. And then I'm like, oh dang, which like, is what the Pistons would want. They would want something that the Mavericks would miss out on. I th- I wouldn't I wouldn't give up any of Maxi, Dorian, Seth. Brunson, probably DeLon Wright either. Like Those guys are just such valuable role players that I wouldn't want to give them up, which limits the yeah. things that you'd give up otherwise. For sure, exactly. And that's the type of thing. That's why I know I'm probably coming across as this like pro, let's go get Drummond thing. No, I, I detailed a very, very specific type of deal that I would consider Andre Drummond. And that's it's if, a val- if you, You're playing the value game. Like You're bringing exactly. him, him in for value, not necessarily what he would bring to the court. And I'm thinking about what it would mean for the Mavericks on the court, and I don't think it would be positive fully. Exactly. So For long-term, for long-term. I mean, short-term, it could work, and people would be like, oh, eat your words. Like, no, it's it's a long-term play, the reason why I wouldn't want to bring in Drummond. The Mavericks need wing defense. They need, yes. they need outside shooters. They need, they need another guy that can get his own shot, at least yes. one other guy like that. And yeah. Andre Drummond brings zero of those things. 
that's the stuff I would 100% prefer more than anything. And I think they'd need more than anything. I would much rather go out and get another Drew wing Holiday. defender or a you know, shooter, a Drew Holiday type, and roll with Dwight Powell any day of the week with that. Kobe uh, Bryant. I mean, I, like, like I said, I'm still in the camp that I want KP at the five. Clyde and let's, just, let's space this thing out and all this stuff. But Dallas right now is really committed to KP playing the four and having a big body alongside of him like – if you know Dwight Powell or whoever it is, so the big body well, can't take up all can't take up enough, you know, so much. So <laughs> the big body can't take up so much of the Mavericks' resources that they can't go get something else to pair with Luca and Porzingis. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. We're there. That's where we are. <laughs> That's where we're. What at. did we conclude? I- Nothing. We didn't conclude. <laughs> Just like I mean, really, honestly, with a lot of things for the right for the right price. There's some people I don't think it's for the right price. Kevin Love for the right price. There is no right price for yeah. me with Kevin Love. Not on this team, I don't think. And I love Kevin Love. For Drummond is a step beneath that. Of for me, for the right price, I would be down. And he he and his contract and everything just fits a specific thing to where. If Drummond was under contract for two more years, I, I wouldn't be down for that. I wouldn't even there is no right price. It's the fact that he's an expiring. I've had the same mindset of expiring contracts or a player that has a, a, a year after this one too. Anything beneath that 2021 summer for the right price, I'm kind of down with, hey, let's just see how it works and all that stuff. But for for the most part. But trade season's fun. This is my favorite time yeah, of the year. Yeah, we love it. I love all this stuff. I love, and Andre Dummins, I still think he goes to somewhere like Atlanta or something like that. I think somebody will swing for it. And I hope he does. Like I said, I think he's, he's underrated at this point for who he is. And I would like to see him in a different situation. I feel like he could definitely be a new situation. I want to see him with a point guard, a good point guard, just a point guard. That's not Derrick Rose, Reggie Jackson, or who else have they had? I'd like to see him with Trey Young. Trey Young's a good passer, and yeah. I'd like I'd like to see him with Trey Young running some pick and roll, you know, with a, with a guy like that. I mean, I'd like to see yeah. them staring at each other when a guard just drives straight to the rim and scores around them, and they try to figure out whose fault it was. I'd like to see him after Trey <laughs> Young takes his uh, seventh thirty-eight foot shot, <laughs> and he's running on the floor for nothing. No, Drummond would would love that because he could just grab all the rebounds. Like, hey, give me like five offensive rebounds, you know, in a possession. That's true. Sure. That was one of the positives I mentioned is that the Mavericks play play four out shooters and then you have Drummond as the rebounder in the middle that can grab all these boards. Could be yep. a positive for sure, but Yep. There's lots of things. All right, there you go. That's what we do. We we talk about one conver- one topic for a long time and we figure out, you know, what we're going what we're going to do with it. All right. We'll, we'll be back after the Mavericks play the Bulls. We're back. Like we are we are fully back in. There's no more skipping days. The holidays are over. The holiday season, the holiday season is over. Holiday season, the holiday. Went to um Disney Springs today. Oh, so Cowboys fans will appreciate this. Ooh. Went to Wait, Di- hold on. I think they were playing they might be playing their playoff game right now. <laughs> Since they have some extra time, here's a story. Was at Disney today, and there's a family behind us in line, all wearing Eagle stuff. Obviously, the Eagles uh, NFL team played the Seahawks that day. And every time somebody walked by with Eagles gear on, they'd go, Go Birds! Go Birds! They would yell at, they would yell at somebody else, Go Birds! And somebody else would look back and be like, Yeah, go Eagles, go Birds, whatever. <laughs> The ironic thing is they got beat by the Seahawks, which are also a bird. They did not re- they did not realize which bird they were, che- they were cheering for. All the while they were saying, go birds. 
<laughs> so are they happy with the, the results since a bird did win? No. Maybe they're cheering they, for your Ravens. They better. Lots of birds. Let's go. Go birds. That was so stupid. And then I'm, I was so glad. They were so annoying. Go birds. Like, just yell at anyone. And then they lost. And I'm just, I was, I was kind of thinking, like, as soon as I saw they lost, this is how terrible of a person I am. I was thinking, man, I bet they're real miserable. And that makes me real happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a Cowboys fan. I don't even care about them like that. But Cowboys fans, I'm sure you'll appreciate their, their dismay. I can't wait for who the Cowboys uh, hire for a head coach. They interviewed this Marvin is- Lewis. Isaac, they interviewed Marvin Lewis. My wife, Isn't that the my wife and I, we, we, grew up in, we grew up in the Cincinnati area, and so we know the whole Marvin Lewis thing. And we're like, "Why?" My wife knows yeah. nothing about football, and even she was like, "Why would they do that?" I mean, the Bengals I, guy. Yeah. I also saw to where Marvin Lewis insisted that if he if he does get hired, that Hugh Jackson has to come with him. Yeah. And I'm like, if Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson get hired by the Cowboys, I will audibly laugh. Because in my mind, Marvin Lewis is the AFC version of Jason Garrett. Of hey, we're just gonna have a long, long tenure as a head coach for one team, but not actually doing anything in the playoffs. And oh I would just laugh at that. But I, I think the Cowboys pull away with you know a bigger name than that at some point. You, uh, you happy your Ravens are play, playing the Titans? I'm kind of nervous. I honestly would rather have the Texans than than the Titans right now. But I'm just kind of nervous in, in general because when the season started, I was obviously all about Lamar and excited for the Ravens season. I thought it was just going to be the up and coming season. It was like the Durant Westbrook that whole year for it's them. Like if the, it's like if it's like if this it's like if this Mavericks team all of a sudden was first in the you know in the West. Exactly. So now we have like weight on our shoulders. Now we have expectation. We're the one seed. People are expecting us to go to the Super Bowl. So that scares me a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to be really nervous come Saturday night against the Titans. Especially but. since Lamar Jackson has been so good in the playoffs. Like he, yeah. he's been really, really good in the playoffs. He Like that last game he played in the playoffs, like he was just phenomenal. Shut up. Right? Wasn't he? <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> there you go. That's your NFL talk for the week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.